to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and it's been a while, uh, but we're happy to be back. Joined this evening by Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you, buddy? Aside from disappointed. Okay. Is I was that... expecting a stained drop. No, I, I Aaron Lewis is a piece of shit, so we don't do stained anymore. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, he but... ruined it for everybody. It's funny it's goddamn. Said, and it's nope. been a while. Nope, it's Creed or nothing around these parts these days, baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Creed is highly underrated. Great band. You know that's the Rangers. Um, uh, that's the Rangers like pump up band in this postseason. I did not know that. Is Creed? They started cranking it in the in the locker room toward the end of the season when they started rallying. And uh, so they got win during the Orioles uh, series that they played in Arlington. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody let slip to the to the DJ upstairs in the in the ballpark, and they started playing Creed. The entire goddamn stadium went crazy and started singing along. It was great. So here's here's a quick thing, right? I I I hope it doesn't go unnoticed, but the Rangers almost crashed out of the playoffs. Yeah, and they had to win two out of the last three to make the playoffs. And they haven't lost since. Well, well they might go down tonight. But, tonight. Um, but you know what? Of all the nuts. games, seven they won yeah. seven straight, I think. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, uh, so good on them. Yeah, against, man. I, against the you know, Orioles team who won 101 games in, during the season, that's yeah. fucking and crazy. I, I believe the ten, the seven games they've won this offseason postseason. is more than their entire – or this postseason is more than their entire history of playoff wins. Um, so yeah, good on the Rangers. That's, um, you know, that's certainly an accomplishment. So I don't know if you y'all uh, fully appreciate how I am a Rangers fan. I'm a Rangers fan in the same way that Randy Quaid is a Cleveland fan in the end of uh, major league two, when he just starts talking mm-hmm. shit on them throughout the entire season, just like, they're going to blow it. They're going to lose it. They're all yep. going to lose it. That's that's me. I've crossed out many a Texas T's on my hats and shirts over the years. I have been burned by this team so many goddamn times from John Wetland to fucking Kenny Rogers to <sighs> you name it. Goddamn Jose Altuve. Piece of shit. Uh, so I watched this postseason Rangers with uh, a bit of hope. It's dying. It's flickering. It's been dim for decades. But goddamn it. No. Let's let's breathe some life into it. You're two games away. You know, it's funny because you guys had arguably two of the best infield players of their generation in Teixeira and Beltran play yeah. for you. Um, and unreasonable contracts. A-Rod played for you, but it was absurd and you couldn't build a team around him. No, as a matter of fact, um, we continued to pay for A-Rod long after he left. It was great. Yeah. Really just a shit deal so, all around. But Teixeira and Beltran were on decent deals. You guys didn't put anything around him. You guys, at one point, didn't you have Nef- – yeah, you did. You had Neftali Feliz, who totally failed as a pitcher. Um, but he was hyped. There, I mean, the, the Rangers have had some players, man, and it it has just never come together. This year, though, it's looking good. Pitching is looking decent. 
It's a ragtag um, group of millionaires you know, one out game there. Hiccup against the rain. A ragtag group of millionaires, yeah. So we'll see, but oh, that's good, man. Yeah, I, I'm doing really well. I'm, uh, you know, I think I've said this before. Any time between kind of October and May is my favorite time to be living where I live because the weather is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I'm sitting outside right now; it's 73 degrees. Um, I you just can't beat it. Not you know, no wind. Any wind that does blow is kind of like an ac it's that's fucking fantastic so no complaints on my side how are you you i'm not bad you're talking about austin weather like a battered a battered spouse by the way you're like he's fine when he's not drinking that's what it sounds like from may to october you're like october to may may so june july august september this year specifically but most years Holy shit, he caught that. Sorry. I, I um, think most years. May in one minute, that's when it starts. May in one minute, have, that's when the terrible weather starts. Have been absolutely brutal, right? So, like, yeah, June, I think this year around June 10th, it got incredibly hot and then it just kept going and going and going. So, um, but it's been great. Yeah, no, you know, it, it, you do, you do take your punches in the middle of the summer. Yeah. But, that's the trade-off i would still and i know you know maybe if you grew up in the heat you'd feel different i don't know but i would still never trade the three months of hot for the seven months of below 40 degree weather that you get up north i would never trade it i just i can't it's too cold for too long and i don't like cold enough for that to be the case no and you've also been traumatized growing up by it so i i understand that like that's yeah. you, you do it one time and you're like, fool me once motherfucker won't get fooled again. And then you put your sunglasses on and yeah, moved off. You know, it's the fantasy that people put around a, like a white Christmas, but they don't tell you, you can't go outside. You can't go anywhere. So it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a white yeah. Christmas until the food runs out. And then what the fuck oh, are you going to do? All right. Then dad's <laughs> just getting fucking hammered in the corner, trying to light the couch on fire. Well, whom's so, among us hasn't done that in the middle of December. <laughs> You know, it's like, it just doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit of the, the you know, the fantasy is better than the reality in that case. Cause it, it sucks. The cold sucks. So, um, yeah, that's my thought on the weather. How are you, Brian? No, I'm good. Uh, we, I'm just going to address the, uh, elephantitis in the, room. in the room. Yeah. Yep. So I've, we've been out for a while. Um, you know, we, we take sabbaticals during the summer for uh, vacation. And so Frank can get treated for heat exhaustion. Yep. Um, we take uh, a little time off around the holidays so we can spend time with our friends we, and family. Sorry, I just watched El Tuv- yep. or, uh, Alvarez bloop a single that scores goddamn everybody. God damn it. Okay. Oh, I'm um, behind. Okay, well, spoiler alert. He cleared the bases. Or I guess two of the three. Uh, anyway, yeah. if I could, this game is not great. Uh, no, no. Uh, so we take time off in the holidays to spend time with friends and family. And, you know, we respect each other for that. Um, and then there's other times when uh, certain members of the cast are having mental breakdowns and or complete and utter uh, failures in their bodies. Uh, so in the last month, actually, honestly, for the last 10 months, I've been dealing with some serious issues uh, that have affected my lifestyle uh, and way of life in general, including work now. So we had to get that shit fixed. So uh, took some time off. Uh, 
a, a stranger took a center uh, took a journey to the center of Brian last week. Found out uh, IBS is a real thing, and uh, now we're we're on uh, drugs to treat it. And the drugs that I'm on, just um, it's real fucking hit or miss. So uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, if you see me out and about, uh, wave to me, say hi, because it's it's rare that I'm out leaving the house. So, uh, but I, like I said, I think I said it in the okay. in the chat. I'm happy to. Uh, to interact with you guys, uh, whether it be here on the podcast or uh, in our little Telegram thread, y'all make me laugh. You make me you make me happy, and uh, I appreciate it. So it is uh, wonderful to answer your question. So, it's wonderful. So what you're saying is, you. is if you go to an Indian restaurant with Brian, always get dessert. Here's the deal, my dude. If I'm out at an Indian restaurant, we're already rolling the dice, man. Honestly, <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, but. Most likely, like what what it seems like now, uh, over the last no joke ten months of dealing with this, um, I think we might be on the other side of it. So hopefully, I will be uh, living a more uh, like I don't know healthy existence. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I'm glad they figured out kind of directionally where to go. Right, that's kind of because that shit when they start sending you in for tests, it gets scary your mind starts running and it, you can't really help it oh yeah i was uh, gonna say the the week and a half leading up i was like okay just so turn off google don't look up any symptoms even though i've been doing that yeah. for the last 10 months anyway for sure yeah. don't look at any symptoms and they're like oh you're gonna be under anesthesia do you have a living will i'm like oh Fuck. okay all right so yeah we got to do all this and get this squared away i had to turn off so you do have a living will now no don't uh but and just answering the question and being like okay well if i don't have a living will there's some there's some painful conversations that i have to have with my spouse who is my you know my my person uh uh who, who will take care of things if i'm not able to so yeah, yeah. it's it, it was it was a weird ass let's call it two weeks literally yeah we, weird ass um, but can tell you propofol pretty fucking cool. Love that stuff. I see why Prince and Michael Jackson yeah. did it. That is great. If I was rich, I might have to dabble in that as well. Cause my God <laughs> out for 15 minutes. I was like, well, hello world. What is happening? What did I miss? And they're like, absolutely nothing. I'm like, well, I'm well rested. Let's fucking let's conquer the day. <laughs> I'm well rested. I don't remember anything of what y'all put me through. So let's go. Let's come on. A long nap. That was a great nap. Ah, oh, dude. dude. It was 15 minutes. <laughs> I, seriously, I came to. I was like, where, where did I park my car? What time is it? What day is it? My wife was waiting for me in the in the waiting area. She was like, I had work planned to do while you were in there. She's like, I literally opened my laptop and got logged on to the hospital Wi-Fi. And they were like, all right, uh, he'll be ready in about five minutes if you want to bring the car around. She was like, are you serious? I'm like, well, you know, it's what, I, it's what I do, baby. Lickety split. Get in, get out. Let's get this shit done. So, yeah. Get the show on the road. Yeah. Let's fucking, let's do this. But anyway, all that to say, again, happy to be talking to you tonight. And uh, I hope to I hope to make this a more regular occurrence because... It is still one of my uh, one of my joys of the week to to hang out and have a beer with you guys. So yeah, absolutely. What so are you having beer? Uh, yeah. So the medicine that I'm on does tell me. Uh, it's funny. You know how medicine sometimes give you suggestions, like mm, may cause drowsiness. 
uh, did yeah. you know whatever take with food what have you uh, my medicine has a very specific call out of like you know um, maybe it, it does it it says it just like this watch your alcohol consumption with this product <laughs> I was like <laughs> the fuck does that mean like because I'm thinking you know because they told us that when we would donate plasma they're like watch your oh, alcohol sure. consumption and then you're like cool so two beers and I'm getting fucked up tonight I'm 22 who yeah. cares yeah so, mm, quick Google of that. Uh, basically, every side effect of this medicine is pancreatitis, uh, up to and oh. including, uh, you know, if you consume too much alcohol while on it. Now, it doesn't tell you, obviously, because everybody's body is different, uh, but How too much? much alcohol is subjective. Uh, so, yeah. I'm just monitoring kind of what I got going on. Um, and it, it, I will say the effects uh, on Sunday... I, uh, you know, had an effective day Saturday, got shit, you know, we, I went to visit family over the weekend in Oklahoma, Sunday came back and was having a good day. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. I have myself two, four beers and, uh, have a good day. Nothing, yep. nothing crazy. And it was over like the course of six hours. So it wasn't like I was getting hammered, but I did finish the night with a cocktail and after said cocktail, Daddy Brian stood up, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I wasn't intoxicated, but my head felt like it weighed about 1,000 pounds. So it was <laughs> very strange feeling. I was like, all right, so we know kind of where we sit. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it, but it's one of those, like, again, you start Googling things and reading side effects of medicines. You're like, why am I taking this? Why, what is happening? Uh, but... Yeah, that's kind of the case with all of them, right? Like, they all have some, well, I mean, most of them are missing, they're messing with your, you know, your gut biome or those people that are antidepressants, they mess with your brain chemistry. Like, they all have some side effects that can be, so that's kind of the key, right, is to monitor to be like, hey, am I experiencing anything? And then just talking to your doctor when you do, because oh, yeah. there's always other options. It's not the end all be all like not every, you know, <clears throat> thing only has one, um, one solution. Yeah, no. And it's uh trains coming through. It's been now, now it's been a while, Frank, since we got a little train action. Um, cause it's been so hot. Frank has been buried deep in the, in the, in the caves of, uh, Casa de Frank. Uh, we haven't been able to hear the train that much, but now woo, we are out in the open. Choo choo motherfucker. <laughs> he's being nice though. Cause it's nighttime. Yeah. He's not laying on it. You yeah. hear that? It's that's pretty professional train driving. I, Some of these bitches come through at 10 PM and they're like, burr, burr, burr. wakes up the baby. Fuck those people. If I'm awake, everybody's awake, bitch. And they just, yeah, exactly. so I'm not getting paid to be awake. You fucking douche dick. Yeah. Uh, um, that's funny. So yeah. okay, that's awesome, Brian. But we, I mean, in saying that, right? We've been off for a while. We have some catching up to do. We do. Oh, I've got some big news. But yeah, you you start. Okay, this, so this no, is, let's start is, with your big news. Well, no, this is into cast news. It's fine. You're good. Oh, okay, good. okay. So so all right. Um, I guess teaser. Listen to the end. Yeah. Um, see, that's what we do. All right. Here. So, a couple of things, right? We're in full swing in Premier League at the moment, and woof. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Frank! Why are you starting off with this? Let's Jesus. Let's talk about all. Well, because we're going to end on a high note when we start talking about yeah, other yeah. events that are also taking sure. place. But what is happening to Chelsea, man? What? How do you go and spend one point three billion dollars and you can't put a squad on the field? 
Well, I like to present to you Exhibit A, which I call the U.S. Military Industrial Complex. (laughs) (laughs) So... Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, let's set that as the low bar, as the the high water mark of what the fuck are we doing with our money. Uh, So honestly, when compared to that, shit. (laughs) We're rolling. We're fucking... So Premier League. (laughs) Premier League, on the other hand. Uh... I mean, we're not even we're not even at the halfway mark of the year. Um, we haven't even started. No, but you guys are out of it. Well, like, se- you'd, be, well you'd be real lucky to be top four. Let me let me finish. It's still on the like relegation is legitimately on the table uh, because we have an inability to score <laughs> I mean, goals. Uh, that's kind of uh, you know, well, a hindrance to winning and scoring more than one point a match. Uh, so at that rate. Legitimately sitting in twelfth place in the Premier League, was it sixteenth place is relegated? Seventeenth uh, yep. place is relegated, I guess. Wait, that can't be right. You've scored three goals all year. No, okay, no, no, no. Eleven we, goals. Okay, yeah, sorry, eleven goals. No, okay. we scored three goals in one match, and that has been the high water mark for okay. Chelsea football. Our leading goal scorer may have scored three goals. So if we're just gonna, <laughs> if we're just gonna go through it, right? Everton sitting on nine goals. Everton is uh, full four points behind you at the moment. You're sitting on 11. Um, looks like goalie's been better. Defense has been better. Only Go- seven conceded. That's, that's you know, looks to be top goalkeeper. Five. Goalkeeper, we literally grabbed him. Grabbed him off the waiver wire uh, with like the, in the last week before mm-hmm. the start of Premier League. Like, I don't even think they toured the States with him in July and August. No, because there was talk about you guys potentially signing Paya, right? Dude, they were trying to sign anybody with hands at one point. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Uh, but the guy that they sent, Robert Sanchez, pretty solid. Dude's played really, really well. Knock on wood. He's not done dumb shit like Mindy or Keppa. So, solid there. Um, yep. Also, excited to see what Keppa does uh, in uh, La Liga. Because... He's been pretty good. Yeah, of course he has because he's a piece of shit, and that's what pieces of shit do. Well, it does help that – well, okay, let's not – we'll see how well he's – oh, wow, that's a nice home run. Um, it's not uh, – it's not set in stone that he's done well. Let's just say that. So far, he looks like the defense in front of him is pretty poor. Real Madrid hasn't really played in La Liga, so let's give him a little bit. He has struggled in Champions League. Um, I don't know. We play them in two weeks. It's not going to be a good game because I want to say something like nine out of our starting 11 is hurt at the moment. Um, That's Chelsea football is what that is. That is Chelsea football. Does anybody have any ACL injuries? Because that is... No. Woo, it is tops on the old Chelsea getting injured list. My God. If you don't blow out your Achilles, you're, blowing, you're tearing your ACL. <laughs> swear to God. No, so... We luckily don't have – these aren't major injuries, but we have – a couple of people have abductor strains, and then there's uh, – Pedri had a <coughs> hamstring, and then soccer obviously need to have you know, legs. no hamstring. So. Need, need to have legs. That's, that's advised. So, um, okay, fair enough. I just – you know, I, I guess what I've kind of noticed about Premier League this year is there's been a lot of upset uh, – as of late, 
um, especially the last two weeks. It's been kind of crazy. I mean, if Man City starts losing, then I'll be like, whoa, what is happening? But honestly, the talent is so fucking wackadoo right now across the board. Like people moving different yeah. places, trying to get settled into new systems and every manager being on the brink of being fired at any given point in the Premier League, it seems like. I think everybody's butthole yeah. is just super tight and play is play is showing as such. Because, yeah, you're right. To your point, I think Brentford beat uh, Man United the first match by, like, four goals to nothing or some crazy shit. And there have been weird, weird upsets. Uh, but then, you know, Chelsea's about to get relegated. That's That's really my goal is for Chelsea to remain in the Premier League. Didn't think that would be saying that three years after winning the Champions League, but here they are. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it would take it would take a monumental collapse for them to not be in Premier League. Is yeah. to be honest, but yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, they, it would take like a, they're not playing. They're not playing a brand that's you know winning anything anytime soon. Which is hell no. Kind of I, what, what I thought would help would be the lack of European football, because in the, the last two years, it has. You could tell that it's been a wear and tear. The the wear and tear on the team has been huge. Um, so seeing them not play European football was like, oh, they'll still help. They'll stay healthier longer. Nah, dog, that's not it. Um, we've taken some pretty big injuries before the season even started, and then kept it pretty steady throughout the year so far. Now, does it kind of annoy you the Polisics doing all right? I don't care either way. I mean, honestly, I'm happy to see him. I'm happy to see him get playing time. That was the thing yeah, that, that hurt. I, I, I know that's the thing that hurt him the most because he was playing like once every five games at yeah. Chelsea under under uh, Graham Potter. And um, I mean, even Thomas Tuchel didn't play him a whole lot. So, I mean, really yeah. and truly, he, play time is most important, especially he's, I mean, Pulisic's still like 24. Uh, he's still relatively young for a striker. He doesn't have a whole lot of mileage on him either. That's the that's the biggest thing. No, <clears throat> and I think it is good that, that he's he's getting he's getting some minutes in a league that's not super um, visible yeah. in the U.S. Um, <clears throat> I think that can only help. He's, he's always been hyper criticized because Chelsea plays you know every Saturday Sunday morning. On a- TV, yeah. Um, he's gotten that undue, but it's, it kind of goes both ways, right? He's gotten undue criticism <clears throat> because he barely plays. He's also been hyped because he's on Chelsea, but yeah. he hasn't done anything. You know, yeah. like it's that, that two-way kind of feedback loop wasn't helping him. So I think it's good for him to be over. Um, Where's he at? AC Milan. And yeah, this- he's at AC Milan with basically Chelsea's B squad. Uh, I know a lot of people that are not going to follow this, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek is over there. Uh, Tamori is over there. Olivier Giroud is on that team. I remember Giroud and uh, Loftus-Cheek. I think Chukwese was on Chelsea's squad oh, for a while. I think Chukwese was from Real Madrid to you guys. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I know he played on uh, the practice. I think he was on the – and he didn't do a lot of starting, but I know he was on Chelsea for a while. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to see him over there doing doing well. And now I just hope he plays well for the national team whenever he suits up for them. Um, yeah, but you know, 
there's a, there's a lot of work to be done over there on the old national squad right now. Yeah, it looks like Reina game last night. Yeah, I was going to say not, doesn't really Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say these uh mid-season international breaks are always frightening to watch because mm-hmm. they like the injuries are fucking season changing for a lot of they team matter, members. Yep. Yeah. Um and like during games that like international games that really don't matter mm-hmm. in the big in the big scheme of things. Yeah, we had a um <clears throat> so our only midfielder that's healthy um is Gavi and Gavi had a scare on Thursday last week during practice. Yeah. Uh, luckily he came out and put on the weekend, but I mean the kids what is he now? 18, 19 years old. Doesn't need to be playing as many minutes as he does. Um, but well, I'm not trying to broker a deal here, but um, if your team is lacking midfielders, Chelsea is lousy with them right now. We got we got midfielders coming out the ass. Uh, Frank, I think you might be you might have the wrong um, microphone set because I've seen yeah, you mute yourself twice. I'm moving the wrong mic. Just keep going. I'll fix it. No, no worries. Uh, no, uh, Chelsea's got so many midfielders we don't know what to do with, honestly. We've got midfielders who we've signed and are paying for um, who aren't even allowed on the continent of Europe right now. So really love that. Oh, wow. we, we signed an 18-year-old Brazilian midfielder for an astronomical sum of money who can't get a visa to leave South, South America. So <laughs> it's good. We've been paying for him for about eight months now. Really love that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Barca, Barca should be getting in January. So I, it's man, there just does not seem to be an off week with Barca at the moment. They, this whole referee scandal thing that's been going on for the better part of two years just does not seem to get. Well, okay. First off, it's it's not a Spanish football issue. Yeah, the matter at hand here is that. Um, Negrieri and his folks were getting payments from Barca for, um, you know, essentially uh, unclear uh, business reasons, but those people weren't paying taxes on those payments. So what ended up blowing the whole lid was the tax authorities came to these folks and were like, hey, why are you getting this money? They said, well, it's for you know, referee consult, which I guess was a thing, is a thing, I don't know. Um, and in any case, now, you know, that opened this whole lid up of like, you know, Bars has been paying referees and whatnot. I mean, if we were paying referees, I sure as shit hope we'd be getting better results than we have been for the past 10 years, but, you know, whatever. Um, it's It's been kind of a, a big, you know, it's been a big cloud over a young team that's actually been performing really well um, over the past two and a bit years and Xavi's been doing really well with the team he's been given and we've been able to do some make some moves even though we don't have money to spend so with all that being said we're heading into a January transfer window where we can't spend much um, because we spend quite a bit the summer but one of our signings from the summer gets freed up by his club um, in Brazil in January, and he should be coming um, as some competition for Lewandowski. And I am beyond excited for that to be the case because Lewandowski 
while you know he came to Barca <clears throat> during a very tumultuous period, and um, you know he wants to be there. He's a good player. I don't think I've seen. Well, I'm going to say something hyperbolic. Surprise. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I can't remember because we've you know he's he might be the laziest striker I've seen in a Barca uniform. Um, he just does not. He does not make any sort of you know movements towards goal. He doesn't feign runs. He doesn't. He just kind of stands there and occupies space, which doesn't work for us. Well, um, he's every bit of ninety-two years old, isn't he? He's he, he's thirty. What is he now? Thirty-four, thirty-five, something like that. Yeah. So, I think you know we're seeing a striker that's definitely you know on the backside of his career, and you can't expect him to do all that stuff, but. Um, I'm excited because we're creating the most opportunities in um, global soccer at the moment, right? So they track all of these goal-scoring chances and shit. And Barcelona is, we're first by, you know, a couple, it's, it's, not, it's not a small margin. It's like 10 or 15 additional goal-scoring opportunities. Um, <clears throat> we just haven't been able to put any of them away because Lewandowski always seems to be out of position. Um, to put him away. So that'll be exciting. But, you know, other than that, I think it's, you know, La Liga is going to be between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Madrid looks amazing. And then Premier League, I don't know. I mean, Man City has to turn it on. But I think, I think Premier League teams have finally figured out that you kind of have to bully Holland a little bit. Yeah. And, it has started to work. So I, if they keep doing that, Holland is going to have to adjust his game because um, Rudiger last year during Champions League started showing folks, if you start shoving that man around a little bit, he, he really gets off his... <laughs> yeah. It gets a, a little bit off his personality. Uh, you know, one thing that I will say I enjoy about this season of the Premier League are the number of yellow cards that are handed out for dissent. I love that shit. Oh, yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, not a big fan of uh, Chelsea strikers, namely Nicholas Jackson, receiving four fucking yellows uh, in five games or six games, whatever. Whatever got him suspended. It was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will say one of them was a little, little weak, but the other two, just shut up. Stop stop throwing your hands up and yelling at the ref. Don't do that. Like, yep. You get one of those, and then now you learn what the limit is, and then don't do it again. Definitely don't do it three more times. Um, but he's young he's 19 or 20 he's good like he's he's a good player he's got a lot of a lot of growing ahead of him but i i i like the whole like get in the ref's face start catching yellows bitch like i know i think that's something that la liga has done for a while is like Mm -hmm. if you're not a captain you don't talk to the ref at all um they've tried and it kind of the refs are just too lenient about it still um, in La Liga, I, 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 in saying this as a fan of a team, you know, if you're a Barca fan or you're a Real Madrid fan, our players talk to the refs too much. Yeah. Um, and it would punish us more if they started handing out cards, but it's so, you know, to see, to see professional players crowd around a ref like that and start trying to influence calls and, you know, God knows what they're saying to the ref. It, 
it's just unprofessional. It it sets a bad example for kids. It's not necessary. The ref's doing his job. Just shut up and yeah. Take I was gonna it. say. Just think about. I mean, we're watching baseball tonight. Like uh, Maldonado, the catcher for the Astros, got two pretty bad calls in back-to-back at-bats. Uh, and the announcers even said, like, Maldonado's got to watch it because he's his position is right in front of the ref on defense. So if mm-hmm. he starts talking shit and questioning the ref's calls well, as an offensive player, he's got to then answer for them on defense. But at the same time, like, you can't let bad calls go unnoticed because – I mean, there's there's a fine balance, and I think Major League Baseball has done a decent job of balancing that. Now there's some umps that are just absolutely ridiculously bad, um, both with yep. their judgment calls and their ability to handle any criticism at all. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, essentially, you're yelling at a coworker, <laughs> which exactly. And you know what? <laughs> the thing the thing so the thing about Major League Baseball that is inevitable and just has to happen at some point is you you need to move to more to less subjective and more objective strikes and balls yeah um it's it is totally unacceptable with as much money as much you know shit that's on the line here to have a person behind the plate everybody just accepts that he can be three or four inches off on a given call that could change a game. Right. And it's just like the art of it. And no, fuck that. Like (laughs) you can't be three or four inches wide on a field goal and win the game. Get, get out of here. Like, I mean, that's, that's the most ridiculous fucking thing. Now, if you kick it high enough, you might be able to, but I agree. Sure. Um, but that's, that's, you know, I get so sick of, of, so we sped up the game with the pitch clock. It's done wonders. Now fix this last bit. Yeah. You don't need you don't need subjective strike zones. Um, you know, you have enough data to be able to set a strike zone for each player. The pitcher's gonna pitch to that zone ninety-nine point nine percent of the time. Um, you know, and let's let's base it off that. Like stop stop the subject subjective nature. Well, and you've got of enough strikes and balls. It's you've so got enough stupid. cameras and uh, digital equipment yeah. to accurately, you know, show the number of rotations on a pitcher's fucking breaking pitch. Why can't we figure yep. out the dimensions of the plate, the uh, match it up to the strike zone of the of each player? Let's go. Like, can't be that difficult to do. Yeah, uh, and if if you want to see a, a similar game being you know treated correctly i would say in in terms of the importance of a single ball or a single out go look at what they do for reviews in cricket and see how quickly that happens in cricket it's the only quick are, thing that happens in cricket <laughs> there are a lot of ways that you can get out um one of the more difficult ways of getting out is whether or not you nicked a ball on the way through to the wicket keeper or to any, anybody, right? Like whether or not you touch the ball or it comes off your body and then goes in the air matters in cricket. So that whole review process, you know, takes about 15 seconds, 20 seconds, maybe. Um, And it's so refined, you know, they check to see was the ball that was bowled legal. Okay. If it was legal, then let's take a look. 
They've got, you know, a, a, a microphone right near where the batter stands that picks up any noise. They sync the noise with the camera to say, okay, this is where the noise came from. So he nicked something up on the picture. You can clearly see it was the, the, the pad or it was the bat, and he's out or not out. Quick, quick. There's no reason that in baseball, you know, you can't correctly call a strike or a ball. It's not going to add that much time, if any. You know, it's just, it's, yeah, it's totally absurd. And the art, the art of the game is bullshit. Like, no, this is millions of dollars. Back in the day, you played for not this, you know, like, yeah, the trajectory of people's careers are at stake here. And, I know you might think there's no difference between five million or ten million a year to you, but it's not fair that that entire trajectory could be based off of, you know, a couple of incorrect balls or strikes. Right. Um, especially if you're a pitcher, that can ruin you. Um, it. You thought you struck someone out, all of a sudden you walked them. Now you've got a person on base. The inning keeps going. Your ERA shoots up. All because of one wrong call. You know, like yep. that's that's horseshit yeah no i completely agree i uh, uh this game is not looking good bottom of the eighth down by four no it's not uh Looks like you guys were gonna stage a bit of a comeback there when it was six to four but now it, it kind yeah of now it's, it again. it's gotten away from them but you know what no. just always tomorrow always yeah you put up tomorrow. some runs that's important yeah that no right. hitter through six was really a fucking downer honestly Hated that. <laughs> Hated that. And the pitcher only had had like 50-something pitches through the fucking fifth inning. That's, That's terrible. That's the worst, dude. That, that dude did that against us, too. What's it? Neres or something is his name? He's a good pitcher. Yeah. Um, he's a good pitcher. So, okay. Um, the other little thing that's been going on, I don't know. I, we, we did talk about it way back last episode. But... Um, the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, has how's, been that, how's that going? What's the update there? In full swing. Uh, we I, are headed into semifinal weekend this okay. weekend. Here, um, here's my question. Uh, the last sure. the last and only match that I watched was the Ireland-South African match. Um, yep. Should I refrain from watching any further South African matches if I, in case no. I was the bad luck there? No. Okay. Honestly, um, everybody should be watching. It's the the quality of rugby being played right now has never been better um this past weekend if you want to see a game that perfectly sh- like displays the sheer athletic prowess of of these athletes and the beauty of the game the you know the reason people are so passionate about it and people are starting to you know, rugby's catching on. It's a growing sport. It's got growing fan bases around the world. Go watch the New Zealand versus Ireland game from this weekend, the quarterfinal game, and the South Africa versus France game. Okay. Um, both of those games came down to the team that was behind being in possession of the ball at the end of the game needing to score. France needed to get um, at minimum a penalty kick. Uh, Ireland needed to get, uh, they needed to actually go score a try in order to win the game. 
and South Africa and New Zealand kept them out. New Zealand kept Ireland out for through 41 phases. Now, 41 phases is 41 tackles, okay? In an NFL game, there are on average 80 to 90 tackles total per team, okay? For New Zealand to win the game on Saturday, they had to make 251 tackles as a team. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, South Africa had to make 162. Uh, they also missed like 30 of them, which. Yeah, I want to highlight those. You know, uh, would have been nice not to miss there. We don't ever miss that many tackles. France played a hell of a game, but um, go watch that because those, those two, specifically South Africa versus France, that to me is the best rugby game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I watch a lot of rugby. Um, <clears throat> that was just—it's it, another—it's another level of sport. How those guys were going at each other, um, but New Zealand versus Ireland was was just a pure, pure game as well. It—if South Africa France wasn't as good, I would say that was probably the best game of the tournament so far. Yeah. South Africa France was the best game of rugby ever played. It—it um, it was. Absolutely. So the end score was 29-28. South Africa won by one point. Uh, we scored a try with um, four minutes left that ended up putting us up by one, and that was the game. Um, it was honestly, it was it was a battle uh, the entire way. It was not a um, you know not a pretty sight. So this weekend we've got a couple of things coming up, right? So. New Zealand's facing off against Argentina. That's not really, uh, you know, it's not really going to be a game. Argentina can give New Zealand a run for, a, you know, for a half. Yeah. But I sincerely doubt they're going to be in it, um, you know, when 60 minutes uh, strike on the clock. Um, South Africa plays England. And England has not been in good form this whole year. But it's England. They know how to play rugby. They have very good players on their team. So to me, we can easily lose this game. We shouldn't lose this game, but we can easily lose this game. Um, England's no joke. Um, should be a hell of a rugby game. It's either going to be England England wins a close one or we blow them out. Um, it depends. I don't see us winning a close game against them simply because nobody expects them to be in it. Yeah. Um, if if they keep it close with sixty, um, sixty on the clock, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a twenty minutes to finish that game out. I saw the picture you just sent me. Is that from? That's from the France match. That's after um, <clears throat> after the whistle went in in the uh, France South Africa game. That man alone made 40 tackles. Yeah, his face looks like he made 40 tackles with his face, actually. It looks like all 40 <laughs> of them came on his forehead. He's got quite the lump, but pretty big gash that's definitely going to require stitches. A cut above his right eye like he's been in a boxing match. His nose, I think his nose actually looked like that before he went in the game. And his left eye is definitely not looking straight. I want to make sure that you know that that man either has the lazy <laughs> eye or he definitely he not he disconnected something back there during the forty tackles because he looks yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna argue that uh, he 
he played so his position is called inside center it's in the back row as an inside center he he might have had the best game a south african inside center has ever had it's it's very rare that a person has that many tackles in a game yeah um and he just he had an absolute monstrous game um it was actually quite quite impressive so it's you know you're getting down to the meat and potatoes right what we're all expecting next weekend if things go the way that they go you know they should go and in rugby that rarely happens but it should be france and new zealand in the finals next or sorry south africa and new zealand in the finals next weekend that was a bit of a slip they up go, there, Frank. You got to be careful with that. Sorry, that was a bit of a slip up there. You got to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> well, it'd be it'd be a slip up if France had any chance. Um, mm, so, roasted, you got their ass, Frank. You tell those froggy bitches. Yeah, they're hosting and sitting at home. They're going to be carrying the waters onto the field on Saturday. Fuck yeah! It's <laughs> great game you're playing out here. Huh? French accent, guys. I can't do a French accent. Yeah, it's. Uh, you know what? It came across that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So next week, if we're talking South Africa, New Zealand in the final, you know, that's world standstill. Everybody must must watch. Yeah. Um, that's going to be if if we get that final, which is the dream. That will be the most important rugby match those two sides have have played in nearly half a decade or half half a century half a decade um, is a lot less impressive yeah. than half a century well definitely half a decade well yeah definitely half a decade spread that but, out times 10 and we're, um, we're there for sure for sure 50 years um the 95 world cup was the most important game to an extent but neither that was, that like, was nobody, the that was the matt damon world cup right Yes, but okay. nobody expected South Africa to have any sort of a chance. There was no right. This, if these two teams face off next weekend, they'll be ranked one and two in the world. They will both have won three World Cups in their history. Both be going for the first to win four. South Africa be going for the first for the second team ever to win two World Cups in a row, um, and South Africa going for. A World Cup win, which is the first time it will have ever been done. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm. There's a lot of you know things that have to. Have. We have to beat England. If we beat England, this yeah. is all set up for the next weekend. Yeah. If we don't, good. That's fine. It's the World Cup. Anybody can win these games. But if we do win this Saturday, next weekend, and I cannot stress enough how fucking ridiculous this is, South Africa will be playing to win a World Cup by beating England, New Zealand, France. Scotland and losing to Ireland because they couldn't kick goal kicks. I was going to say, you've, um, that's, you've listed off like three of the five perennial powerhouses in rugby, right? That, that would be right by far. And it's not even close by far the most difficult world cup victory anyone has ever done. Um, so if, if we do this, this, this team could go down as the greatest rugby team ever assembled. Now, did South Africa play like a fucking Panama or anybody along the way, or did y'all just play Murderers Row? Other rugby teams. Here, we, here am I. Here I am assuming Panama has a shit rugby team. I, <laughs> they do have a shit rugby team. Yeah, I would assume. Sorry. Um, so, 
we did play everybody in our group got to play Romania as well. They are they're not good. They were allowed to um, beat the shit out of Romania. Good. They were. <laughs> and then everybody played Tonga, which is a tough game, but you win, you know, ninety yeah. percent of the time. Um they're they're huge and they are very tough to play against, but they're not, you know, skill wise they're not up there with us. So they're not insurmountable. They're not insurmountable. But um in our group, right, before the World Cup started the world rankings were Ireland, South Africa, France. Um, uh, who was Ireland, South Africa, France? Who was fourth? Republic of North Korea. New Zealand, New Zealand, um, and fifth was Scotland. So, if South Africa wins, they would have beaten f- uh, three out of the top five teams, and they were one of the teams. So, you know, that's that's that would be fucking insane i could not even i didn't even count us in this world cup to be in the finals because of how difficult path would be yeah and now we're right on the precipice all we have to do is beat england which we can do we should do and if we do my god man i mean that would <laughs> that would be absolutely something so yeah um it's now if if you're at all interested in rugby and you want to see epic rugby tune in this weekend tune in next weekend the game on friday starts at 2 p.m. that's new zealand and argentina an again one. i want to forewarn you that game might be over 30 minutes into it um the game saturday is at 2 p.m. that should be a, a complete rugby game it should be a very good game um and it, to be honest Either of those teams can win. I know, you know, rankings would tell you different because I think England is ranked like seventh or eighth at the moment, but England can easily beat us. Oh, they um, haven't made it this far without being decent. So Exactly. Exactly. You don't you don't win games in, in the World Cup if you're not a decent rugby team. So um yeah, man, it's just if if you're at all wanna dabble in rugby, wanna learn about it, now's the time to watch it. It it will not get this good again for four years. <laughs> and the story arc of this World Cup, unlikely to ever be repeated, um, just with the sheer amount of parody that's out there, the amount of good teams, the you know, all that shit. It's just, it's been such good rugby. Um, I can't, I can't really, I've, I've watched almost every game and outside of, you know, the real shitty teams playing the, the you know the powerhouses all of it's been great um it's just been fantastic rugby all around yeah i like i said the uh the ireland south africa match that i watched was fucking awesome literally came down to the last movement of the game it was goddamn yep. great um but yeah so, oh man dude and then the controversial penalty call on the ball yeah. god damn it sorry to get oh, you fired up again that. Well. No, you know, it's it's kind of it's funny because the South African coach addressed that this week in an interview, right? So in rugby, because the game continuously moves, there's always a chance someone makes a mistake and a penalty gets called. Yeah. And a penalty is, is a turnover of the possession, right? So that's the only way to get the ball back or you steal it off the opponent or the opponent scores. Um, so in rugby, the opponent either has to make a mistake or essentially let the ball go. And if you make a mistake 
and you're in your own half, the opponent can kick for points. So it's a it's a ruthless game when it comes to you know mistakes leading to direct impacts to the scoreboard. Um, whereas in football, it's not like that, right? A 15 yard penalty, yeah, new set of downs, but rarely does anybody go, oh, I'm going to kick a field goal, right? right? And the reason it works that way in rugby is because you get the ball back after you score. Yeah. So it makes sense to say, hey, let me get the three. I get the ball back. Let's start this, you know, this movement over instead of, you know, oh, I'm going to go for seven until I have to go for three. Yeah. It's a, it's a completely different way of looking at it. But the coach addressed, you know, the end of the, the Ireland game because he was asked about it. And he said, you know, we have to adjust our tactics towards the end of the game, understanding that any mistake you make there is the end of the game, um, which was smart. That was something that, you know, most people, you would play to your strengths. Our strengths is what's called a mall, which is essentially a moving, you know, it's it's a moving pile of people going down the field. Uh, um, and that that specific movement can have a lot of penalties involved. He said, well, essentially, you can't do them all at the end of the game because it can lead to penalties. And because it leads to penalties, you can essentially end the game for yourself. Yeah. Um, which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah. Oh, and to add on top of it, if, if, if we play New Zealand next weekend, it'll be the last game coached by our current coaching crew of Rossi Erasmus and Jack Nienaber, who, if they win will be the greatest coaching duo in the history of rugby. Like, Brian, uh, it's – it's. I just want to point out – The stakes are so high. That, you know how fucking – there are some, like, quintessential British names, like Lord Townsmith the Fourth of uh-huh. Devonshire and shit like that? Those two coaches' names might be the most South African shit I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's an Ross Rossmanson. His name is Ross Ross. It's Rossi. Oh, Rossi. Rossi Erasmus. Let me let me spell it for you. I, it is the first name, just with the letters rearranged. And that's Smus. what it is. Yep. Uh, it, oh my! <laughs> that's you pronounce it Rossi Erasmus. <laughs> Rossi Erasmus up here coaching. And, and then the other guy is spelled like that. <laughs> let me let me go <laughs> get that. That is Jacques Knee Neighbor. <laughs> yeah. That's actually right. Yeah. That's actually the the way that he tells uh, a British journalist to pronounce his name because they well, they've they tried many butcher ways. Butcher it. Yeah, they say Nienaber, and he's like, no, no, I don't know what I need to tell you, but it's Nienaber. Like it, it flows into one. Which I feel like there could be you. Hey, that is something you throw up on the menu down at Frank's Hand Jobs for the Homeless. Yeah, you can get a Nienaber if you want. <laughs> you know what? That you know how some places they name a sandwich after a guy. That's what you name one of your services, Nienaber, down at Frank's Handjobs for the Homeless. So, so located, wanna... uh, located conveniently out in the middle of nowhere is the new location. <laughs> yeah, right now the new location is really more of a camping ground. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, cool! I'm outdoors now. No running now. water. No running water. I want to be clear. No running water. Oh, not not liable for any slips, falls, or injuries. And uh, if you slip, fall, or injure, let me know where because I'll dig a well right there. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is dusty yeah. all the way down. 
I'll pay you a finder's fee. Um, hilarious. So, uh, yeah. The, okay. So, confessions of a rugby, um, you know, a rugby fan over here. Yeah, no, I watched this, that. It was uh, hosted by Ice T uh, on <laughs> HBO after dark. It's so, like taxi cab professionals, but we just share war stories. That's terrible. It sounds <laughs> gross. So, no. So I'm, uh, you know, Sunday. I, okay. It, it, my wife, this is my second world cup cycle being married. Okay. Uh-huh. And Brian, this is your third world cup, world cup cycle. Uh huh. No, it's your fourth. Yeah. It's I was going to say we will, Okay. No, it's 2007, it's, 11, 15, no, I, 19. This is you, your fifth. When Holy do you, shit. Well, yeah, like as a couple, yes. yes. But like married, we got married during the South African World Cup, famously yes. for busting out the Vuvuzelas on the dance floor. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about Rugby World Cup cycles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rugby okay. World Cup. Okay. So, so this so, is yeah. your fifth Rugby World Cup cycle with Frank. And. Oh, with two. you. You're talking about with you. Jesus Christ. Yes. I was yes. like, yeah, Mrs. I Brian am. and I, I didn't start. Oh, but yes, you and I. We're okay. married in friendship in two thousand. Yes. So, so the the thing the thing that you know is is becoming, you know, very clear to my wife, is exactly how differently serious rugby is compared to all the other sports in my life, and, um, it like we have a very serious conversation to me, not to her. She thinks it's fucking ridiculous, but <laughs> to me. Before the World Cup, I go, hun, the next seven weeks is Rugby World Cup. I want you to know that this happens once every four years. If South Africa is playing, I need two hours. I Uninterrupted, you know, like you can go ride your horse whenever, the rest of the weekend. I don't care. But those two hours are mine. And you can watch it with me. You can leave me alone. You can do whatever you want. But that's what I'm doing, right? And it's it's... She's totally okay with it, but it's a serious conversation to me because it is, I mean, it's, it's a very, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Brian, you might be able to explain. It's very serious. It's, uh, so it's, it's an emotional time period. I, I got this way. Like Mrs. Brian didn't fully understand because I, I, I realized after the birth of our child that football and college football and Brian can't exist as like dad Brian in college football. They can't exist at the same time. And that's probably for the best of my health. Um, but you know, as I, as you know, I started picking up more and more into soccer during champions league, Mrs. Brian, a lot of those games, remember they happen in the middle of the week. So she didn't get, she didn't even get to, you know, share that experience with me or see what it was like me with me watching those matches. When the Champions League final came up, and I told her that like the week before, I'm like, "This is happening." I understand. It's Memorial Day weekend. Mother and father-in-law are going to want to have everybody over at a certain time. I'm not going. Not only am I not going, you're not going to bug me about it. You're yep. not. You can't because I am going to say some things that you tell me I can't unsay. But to me, I am I I'm supporting the team from half a globe away. They need me there. I need Uh them there. I need them to be locked in. I don't need you to be distracting them while they're playing their most important match. And you know, like to her credit, it sounds absurd, but it's not. She didn't understand it. But after coming out to the garage where I was smoking my like third cigar of the day, because that day I was just 
freight train in it in the garage. And it was like every bit of 98 degrees inside the garage. I was yep. just uh, trying my best to keep cool. She comes out and she's like, hey, we're leaving in 40 minutes. And that was the second time she came out there to check on me. Uh, at, you know, we're leaving in 40 minutes. The response that she received was, I don't give a fuck if you come back. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean that. You, I, I don't, I, I, you, do you know, that's not, you know, that's not at you. It's about the situation. Cause at that point, Kai Havertz hadn't scored his goal yet. So it was real, it was real touch and go. Okay. So, so that's, you know, I didn't quite, I didn't quite have it that hard yet. I, uh, yet just wait until fucking South Africa's driving on England on Saturday. Oh, no, let me tell you, I've already prepped this. Okay. So I've already this past uh, Sunday, my sister-in-law was in town. We had my daughter's birthday on, on Saturday. And I told, I told everybody, my sister-in-law included, I said, I will take you guys wherever you want to go tomorrow. I will, you know, be there, whatever. But at 2 PM, I'm going to start watching rugby. And until the rugby's done, you will have none of my attention. Yeah. And <clears throat> I didn't care. I was like, my phone was fully charged. I'll watch it wherever, but do not bother me. Yeah. You know, if, if Mila needs something, please help her out because I am literally watching this game. And I kid you not, right, from 2 o'clock till about what, 4.15, it was rugby time. At about 4 o'clock, we showed up at this brewery um, and I'm, you know, pacing out on the patio. There's five minutes left of this game, you know, pacing. We're up by one point, just pacing, pacing, pacing. There's now there's 80 minutes, you know, gone and the game's over, but the ball's still in play. And, you know, the ball's in play for another oh, minute and a half. Fuck me. God damn it. I'm sorry. They just hit into a game ending double fucking play. Son of a uh, bitch. Oh, God. Okay. okay, sorry. So sorry. Rangers for tonight. It's all right. That's fine. Um, Got to take so, one. No, so I'm pacing back and forth, right? And we get to, you know, 30 seconds left. And my God, they're like breaking, almost scoring. And the entire time I'm like, oh, no, Jacqueline. <laughs> and, and I'm at this brewery where it's Sunday at a brewery, right? Very chill. Uh, very chill. But I'm out on the patio out of respect. And Dude, <laughs> I hope it's fight. at the front of the brewery. You're just driving away patrons as they pull up. They just see you pacing like a fucking maniac on the patio. Nobody else is out there. They're like, Jesus Christ. No, we'll take the kids and we'll go someplace else. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> You're ending Tinder dates out there. You're just like, I mean, I, 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 after everything was done a day later, I was like, yeah, I probably should have just sat in the car for that bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> might have been might have been safer. Eddie Kane, final final movement happens. France knocks the ball on. Game's over. I'm jumping like I just won the fucking World Series. Um, it was absolutely incredible. No shame in my game. Wife comes over. She goes, "Is it done? Is it over now?" <laughs> yeah, she's had two hours of putting up with your shit. Not only is it over, we're the semis. We're running it back next week. <laughs> Yay. She celebrated with you. <laughs> Whoopee. Oh, man. I'm not even kidding. So it's funny, right? I, I text the family and I go, oh, my God. What a game. Whatever. My sister texts back. She goes, 
We didn't even win the World Cup, and I'm crying. <laughs> oh, so, my yeah, God. The Rugby World Cup is it. This is the only thing in sports that is – it's – the only thing that's bigger than any other sport for me, like I love Champions League, I love Barcelona, but I just rugby. Rugby has a tier above in my heart um, in terms of fandom. I just, it's unbelievable how much I love rugby. Well, now that the Rangers game over, game is over. I'm going to turn my my camera back on because having everything streaming at my house on one device was kind of causing some lag on everybody. And so uh, we're, I'm back. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. And you know what? I, I like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't get past me. Like what, like how thankful I am to have a partner who lets me take an hour and a half on Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday mornings to just go watch the game. And like, it's not, I'm not, especially during the regular season like this and premier league, like I'm not one of those guys like, don't fucking talk to me. We're goddamn playing Aston Villa right now. And this is everything. It's not, it's a goddamn match. You know, but you know, I also know that I'd like to watch it without with minor interruption, or like you know, if if my daughter wants to watch it with me, like oh, absolutely, let's watch it together. Because yep. in the end, it doesn't fuck the game doesn't fucking matter. Um, now, when it gets to those finals, quarterfinals, semifinals, what have you, it's a different beast altogether. You know, it's I mean, that's goddamn it's playoff time. Yeah, and you know, we play for national pride like the big difference here is not you know champions league all that that's club sports yeah this is people, like, are, people are getting paid to do it and you know while national teams some of them get paid as well uh it they're they are playing for national pride and that's one oh, thing yeah. that like as an american living in america only knows about living in the country in which i was born i still get kind of I imagine, and I might be completely wrong here, but I imagine the feeling that you experience is similar to what I experience, like traveling abroad, you know, even in the United States. And I see an Oklahoma state shirt somewhere. I'm like, Hey, go pokes. Look at that. That's pretty cool. Uh, but when you, you know, are away from your home, like anytime Oklahoma state does well in a sport, I'm like, hell yeah, look at that. I live in Dallas, not a whole lot of Oklahoma state people, at least in my, my sphere, um, who I can share that, that joy with. I assume that is similar to the feeling that you feel just magnified by a million uh, because it's one very rare Two, it is like a source of national pride is very different than, than goddamn voluntary pride. I mean, that's where you're born. Um, and I, I don't mean this in the wrong way. It may come out in this way, but South Africa is known for rugby. That is their goddamn sport. That's the, like, isn't, is it not the national sport of South Africa? Yeah, like I can see how that would be a huge point of pride. Uh, so yeah, I, I like I said, I can't, I can only imagine what it feels like, but I understand like the the importance of it to people living abroad. Yeah, it it's one of those things where I wish Americans had the ability to experience this specific level of pride. Yeah, because we don't have a whole lot to be proud of abroad. No, no, in, in sport, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, this specific level of pride is, and it's similar, I don't know if you, you saw this thing, but this basketball player, um, <clears throat> you know, 
he got offended. So essentially what happened is is, is someone, I the, can't remember, it was a sprinter. The world champion guy? He came out and he said, you know, it's a little bit different, you know, the level of excitement versus, you know, competing or winning an NBA championship. Yeah. And the NBA folks got offended, but he, he's, he's absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, you're competing against the world. It's, you know, <clears throat> if, if the whole world played basketball at the level that America played basketball, it would be exciting, but they don't. Yeah. Right. The same way the um, NFL, like, oh, we're the, the world champions, Pit, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, like fucking calm down, Pittsburgh. Yeah, American Jesus champions. Fucking Christ. Um, so, you know, what would, what would be nice is if the U.S. took the World Baseball Classic a bit more serious, because that could be an equivalent. It right? could that be. could be an equivalent. Um, I mean, you're still not going to... I mean, I, I assume the Greece national team is not really going to put up the numbers that goddamn Dominica does. Uh, but I, I see you know, your your point still stands. Like, no joke, I think something like 60% of the players who are playing in tonight's game are not American-born citizens. Exactly. And that's just two teams. Now, if you were to watch the Rugby World Cup, France has three South Africans, Scotland had seven, Ireland had five. Do you boo them anytime they even touch the ball? No, yes, you do. You we have a little. Do. We have a little. We have a little saying for those guys. It's I feel like this is going to be racist. I don't know why, but no, I feel like it's. They're, they're the folks who would never make the Springboks, anyways. Ooh, sick bird, bitch! Play for France. Fast. Yeah, you had to leave the country to go play international rugby. Interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, um, it's true. I mean, it's the same like with the with the U.S. men's national player uh, for soccer who got permission to play for the U.S. team. Like, dude, yep. you were born in England. Like, yep. you you couldn't make the the English squad. That's what what is happening here. So check out that try that clip I just sent you. Yeah. Really quick. I'm gonna mute and- it just in case anything. Pops up here. All right. Okay. Jesus Christ. That dude just ran through a lot of players for France. <laughs> I, so that's, that's, uh, his name is Ibn Itzabeth. No, it's not. Um, no, it uh, is. No, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, he's seven feet. <laughs> well, um, I, absolute monster of a human being. I was going to mention that it looked like me trying to like just running through my daughter's soccer team. They're under nine. Like. It pretty pretty much is. Um, yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's absolutely insane. So you you get to see him um, if you do watch on Saturday. Ibn Etzebeth, he's probably the best at his position um, in world rugby. Uh, not even the best at his position. He might be the best rugby player in the world right now. Um, and then the other thing that happened on Saturday is South Africa did something that I've never seen in a rugby game, which is that. Oh, you just sent me something. Sorry, I was watching clips over here. Yep. Check that out. Well, let me let me find a different So in rugby, as soon as oh, you start your blocked a kick? The fuck is that? As, <laughs> look at how far he had to run. As soon as you start the kicking motion, a person can charge you. To block a kick, he had to run twenty-five meters or so. That he ran from the try kick. line. Is that where they yep. get the lineup? Yep. Now take a guess at who his cousin is. 
uh, was it that insanely fast dude uh, from the early two thousands uh, for who played for South Africa who just truck over oh, everybody? Oh no, that's Oscar. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> He's a track, track athlete. His no, I was talking. a track athlete. Oh, is it Pistorius? No, it's oh, okay. not. It's right. uh, Wayne Van Niekerk, who is currently the world's fastest man at four hundred meters or above. Oh, who was? I know this is a change in what you were going for there, but who is that really fast dude? I want to say it's Brian Arakbo, but that's not it. I think he played linebacker. Brian Brian Abana. Abana, yeah, that's that guy. I just remember you sending me early YouTube clips. Like YouTube was like still crispy and yeah. uh, brand new, and Frank is just sending me this wild ass rugby player who is running through people like a goddamn hot knife through butter if they even could touch him because then he was just outrunning everyone else on the field. So check, I'm about to send you one more clip. This little dude is kind of Habana 2.0. Um, he's he's crazy. Um, Cheslin Colby is also very, very fast. So these two guys aren't even the fastest guy on the team. The the, the fastest guy on the team's name is Kubis Reinach. No. Um, <laughs> what are you... Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. You sent me a different angle, like a, a stands angle of that yes. blocked kick. That is insane. You see how far he is? Yeah. That's not fair. Like, how the fuck? Yep. Well, okay. So, that's partly on the kickers. That's partly on the kicker, he too. He took forever to kick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something he, he definitely picked out. But, yeah, check that last tryout. This guy's name is Kurt Lee Um He is fast as fuck. Um. And he is, uh, you know, the same one. just he. So the, the, the wildest thing, that number 15 on France that he outruns is a fast motherfucker. I think you sent this me the dude, same like, clip twice, my dude. Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, um, it's fine. You can narrate it. I'll, I'll, I'll trust. Well, you. so this guy, he outruns angles and it, it, that's kind of, you know, stuff that you don't, you don't see in football very often. You know, folks with the speed to outrun angles um, when they're flat with, uh, or not flat, when they're, you know, starting 10 meters in front of an opponent. Um, there are very few players that can do that, but he's one of them, and it's it's fun to watch when he does it. So, any case, yeah, definitely, definitely watch the rugby this weekend. All right. Um, so, all right. So, Brian, you had one more thing? Yes, then- I do. Um it's kind of a big one for me. Um, oh, shit. Excuse me. This Liney Kugel's Berry Vice has got me burping right now. It was part of my treat yourself. Uh, you, you did you did the right thing and kept going to the doctor and then just let, let ailments linger on. So I was like, you know what? Treat yourself to a Berry Vice. Berry Vice it is. What I purchased two weeks ago, um, which is uh, a new Xbox. Uh Ooh. Ooh. went with the new the new generation of consoles but right. i know because i know we've talked about this we were planning you know we had talked about it when they released three years which ago. which one are we well that's the thing we talked about it we were like okay 500 dollars, pretty steep for new for new console like we're just gonna wait we were gonna wait until they came down in price they spoiler haven't. alert they never came down in price um but um they did offer something pretty cool so i went with the xbox series the xbox series x um con- game console so it's mm-hmm. the 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 digital only, no disk drive or anything, mm-hmm. one terabyte of storage, uh, and like focuses on cloud gaming. Okay, which I've been doing on my old Xbox One X for a while now. 
that's how I play all my FIFA games and shit. And uh, the only disc disc games I had were like Grand Theft Auto Five and fucking uh, Forza Motorsport Seven. Okay. So I was like, well, you know what? The new Forza Motorsport came out on October tenth. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to play that when it comes out. Probably should just go ahead and pull the trigger, buy a new console. So I was looking online, see what they were priced at, and like two ninety nine is what the Series X is priced at. I think you can find it for like two sixty or some shit like that. But I was looking my game. Uh, I have. Do you have Game Pass? I'm assuming mm-hmm. you don't. Do you? Okay. So I have Game Pass Ultimate, which is now sixteen ninety nine a month. Okay you could buy the year long thing, but I always lie and tell myself like, ah, I maybe, maybe I won't, you know, if I ever need to, you know, kick one of my monthly, uh, subscription fees to the curb, that could be an easy one to go. But I was looking and Microsoft offers an all access pass. Microsoft all, basically what Microsoft all access is, is two years of game pass, uh, and a console <laughs> for $26 a month. <laughs> What? So, so you're getting a console for seven bucks a month, 10 bucks a month now. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, uh, that's what I did. Cause I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm already doing game pass ultimate because I play yeah. some cool shit on there. I get a new generation, you know, a, a next generation console with 4k 60 frames per second. It's got all those specs outside of the crazy high graphics card. That's in the, the series S or series X, whatever the fucking top mm-hmm. one is with the optical drive. And, that one you can get for $35 a month with Game Pass Ultimate. So, I mean, and it's done. You pay you pay it in 24 months, you know, 24 installments, 0% interest. Fucking there's no optical drive. There's no moving parts in this box by the way, which oh, I'm a cool. big fan of. The only thing well, I, fans. Um, but the also the airflow in this box is crazy good. Like it's pushing a massive amount of air. Um, but it's silent. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying my new my new gaming experience. Uh, the new Forza Motorsport is fucking dope as hell, hard as shit. And they're figuring out like they released. Also, I bought it before I bought the console before the release date of Forza because I was like, when it comes live on 1010, I'm just downloading it. We're we'll be ready to rock and roll. Well, for being an all access member with early. Game Pass, early access. And I got the VIP package for $25 or some shit like that. So I get a bunch of exclusive cars, exclusive skins and all this other shit, like real nerd game player stuff. Um, but then I also own the game outright. So, or, you know, digitally. So yeah. I can play it on other consoles, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's fucking sick. It really That's is awesome. legitimately cool. And I wanted to, you know, I know <laughs> most people are like, no, nah, I'm not doing another monthly subscription or anything like that. If you find yourself, if you're already a Game Pass Ultimate player, it's ten bucks. It's ten bucks extra a month. Just can't go wrong with that. Do it and uh, enjoy the new next generation game console. It's really yeah, yeah, sick, yeah. man. I hooked it up to the old uh, big nice TV in the in the living room when I was recovering last week because there was a day where I was like, I'm not going to work. I don't trust anything of what's going on in my life right now. <laughs> they were like, they were like, you can work. I was like, well, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that. <laughs> So, um, I, I stayed home from school one day and, uh, I played video games on the big, nice TV in the living room and kind of fucked me up because that $10 extra month is going to lead to me buying another fucking $400 TV or some shit to go in here. Cause the new graphics are ridiculous. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. 
Uh, I wanted to share that with you. If that's you're on awesome. the if you're on the fence, just do it, man. I did kind of something similar. That's also a monthly payment. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yours <laughs> is going to come with property tax, though. That's the problem. <laughs> I, to my oh. knowledge, the Denton County is not going to charge me an additional tax every year, but that remains oh, to be seen. Oh. Yeah, yet. we'll see about that. Yeah, I was going to say yet. Now they'll charge me like a mud tax or some yeah. municipal <laughs> utilities shit. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you plug in another? You had another plug into your wall? All right, go fuck Uh-oh. yourself. Oh, that's two Xboxes in one home. I don't know if we can allow that. I unplugged the other one, took it offline, so they won't tell. They can't tell me. I'm running off a generator, living off the grid with my second Xbox. All right, <laughs> Frank. That was that was my big news. Uh, I know it might have seemed like a fucking letdown for some of you listeners, but oh, that's to us, sweet, that's fucking dude. sick. Uh, yeah, new 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 consoles are great. I, I realized I need to at some point get one. I just haven't had time. I realized. Well, get a colonoscopy. You'll have some time on your hands. Uh, I realized that I've had my previous console since 2014 oh geez I, it's still dude i bought that xbox when the xbox one x came with a connect like mm-hmm. when you could still get a connect with your xbox so you could yep, talk yep, to yep. it so yeah that's how old my my old game console was so i think it was time for a new one yeah, for sure all right buddy well uh again i've had a blast talking with you tonight uh let's play, let's play a little of this if i so that board. little of the lat. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again on an episode of No Real Life Mind. It's good to be back talking to you all. Um, if you want to shout us out, uh, you know how to reach us over on our socials at No Beer Left Cast. Jesus Christ. Over on Twitter, X, Instagram, your mom's house, all that shit. For Brian here in North Texas, I will talk to you next time. I'm out. For Frank in far, far south, Austin, Texas, there's only two words needed. Go Boca!